Yo, what's happening? It's your man, the Guru here from Guru Speaks Podcast. And you're not checking out Sports Way with my dog, Dre Day. Get with it and get ran over. Biatch. It's episode time, motherfuckers. What up, what up, what up? This is your man, Dre Day. And you are tuned in to a brand new episode with Sports Way with Dre Day Podcast. Uh, this is episode number 48, if I'm not mistaken, this is episode 48, um, I'm soon, I'm soon getting to that milestone episode, I'm, I'm, I'm soon getting to that milestone episode, which is number 50, um, I might have something real, real, real special lined up, I'm actually trying to brainstorm on what I might have planned for the 50th episode, so obviously, you know, when I come up with something, you know, Y'all will be the first to know. Um, obviously, I'll put it on my social media pages and shit like that. But um, this episode here, again, this is episode 48. Um, this is going to be a short one. You know, this is going to be a small one. It's not going to be your, 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 your typical episode for me where, you know, it's going on an hour and change. We're not going to do that on this episode. This is going to be a short one. I'm only doing two segments. Um... I'm going to speak on the finals, of course. You know what I'm saying? Game three just wrapped up last night with the Raptors and the Warriors. And uh, and I'm also going to speak about a serious matter that's going on in baseball right now as it pertains to um, netting. Meaning, you know, putting nets around around the field to protect the fans. I'm actually going to speak on that. And that's, that, that's a very serious matter that I want to speak on. But again, like I said, you know... In my previous episodes, if you've been following, if you've been following the pattern, every episode I've always spoke about the playoffs first. That was the first thing I wanted to touch on. I'm a basketball fan. Basketball is my favorite sport. That's my passion. Well, sports is my passion, but basketball is is number one for me as it pertains to sports. So basketball has to be spoken about first, you know what I'm saying? And being at the finals has commenced. Um, it's still going on, and it's going smoother than I, it's going smoother than you know people actually thought. You know what I'm saying? You know I've you know I've spoken to a few people that was on some. Oh, this is gonna be a cakewalk for Golden State. Um, it's gonna be over in five games. It's gonna be over in four games. It may be a sweep. Well, guess what? We're now in game three and. All of those theories that people had said about this series, it's put to rest because the Raptors are now up two to one. Um, obviously, they won Game One. If you was following the final, if you've been following the finals, and then the Warriors stole Game Two, um, you can make a case that Toronto could be up three zero if you really think about it. If you really, if if you really, for the true basketball fans out there, if you really sit back and just put. All three games in the vo- in, in a vacuum. You can honestly say that the Raptors could somewhat be up 3-0 right now if you really think about it. Um, but again, let's talk about Game Three. Um, obviously, the headliner, the he- the highlight was Clay Thompson didn't play. Um, one half of the Splash Brothers. Um, he sat he sat out for Game Three, and um, he suffered a hamstring injury in Game Two. So it was questions whether he would play in game three or not. Me personally, I thought that he would try to play, but 
you think about it from this perspective. If he was to, if let's say he did play last night, okay. If he were to play last night, you you got you got to get rid of one. Of, you got to get rid of one of the evils, whether it's scoring or defending. You're gonna have to give one of them up, which means if you're gonna score, you're gonna score. But then what are you gonna do on the defensive side of the ball? If you're gonna do nothing but defend, then what can you produce on the offensive side of the ball? This is a hamstring injury. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not something that, you know, heals within days. It takes, you know what I'm saying? It takes a few weeks of, you know, you know what I'm saying, for that shit to heal or whatnot. But, you know, Steve Kerr um, basically said after game three, unfortunately they lost, but he said that, you know, he wouldn't have forgave himself if he would have put Clay out there in game three. Um, me personally... If I was the coach, I probably would have sat him too um, because the series was tied 1-1. Now, if they were down 0-2, then then we might be thinking about, you know, putting him out there or whatever and trying to get this win. But being that, you know what I'm saying, it was 1-1, I figured, okay, my team is championship bound. We're championship tested. You know, we got a bunch of rough riders on the team that should be able to help Steph Curry just sit out for this game. You'll definitely play game four, but I got to sit you out for tonight. I know it's bad, and and and, and if you watched the game last night and um, you looked at Klay Thompson's face on that bench, he wasn't too thrilled. You know, he wasn't happy at all. He wasn't enthused at all. I mean, you know, when it was in the huddles, you know, he was talking, you know, communicating with his teammates, but... For the most part, you can see that he was not happy that he wasn't on that court. You know, this is somebody who, damn near, he he pretty much plays every game. Probably the only time he doesn't play is if somehow, somehow, some way, they get rest. But other than that, other than that, Klay Thompson is out there playing. So you know, it's it's been reported that he will play Game Four. Um, Now, as far as Kevin Durant goes. That still remains to be seen. Me personally, I truly do not think he's playing. I think the I think the Warriors are playing gamesmanship here, and they're just just blowing smoke up people's ass. But because I truly don't think Kevin Durant is playing, that's just my personal opinion. Maybe he will, but in my personal opinion, I don't think he will. But having said all of that, let's just let's just talk about the game from last night. We got to give Toronto. Their props. We got to give them their respect. Just like I said earlier, you had people out there before this series started. You had people say, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk for Golden State. It'll be over in four games. It'll be over in five games. Again, like I said, just think about this. If you really think about it, this series is supposed to be 3-0 in favor of Toronto. You know what I'm saying? But with the Warriors being championship tested, as I said before, and we know how their third quarter runs is, especially in game two, if it wasn't for that run, the Raptors could be up 3-0 right now. But again, let's talk about last night's game. Last night, they had every reason, every reason to take their foot off the pedal for game three. You already know KD's not playing. Now you just find out before tip-off, Clay's not playing. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's take our foot off the gas a little bit. Let's just toy around with this game. And if we wind up winning, we wind up winning. That was the mindset that they could have did.
but they didn't. From the tip from, from tip off, they want to send a message. You know what I'm saying? Um, Marcus Soap did a hell of a job on Demarcus Cousins. He didn't. He he, he was a non-factor in this game throughout. He played 19 minutes, only four points. Shot one for seven from the field. I recall he had two air ball three pointers. Uh, three, three three pointers. Don't quote me on that. Um, Serge Ibaka had a block party. Um, this was this was this was the Ibaka that we seen in his Thunder days. You know what I'm saying? Siakam went to school. Um, whoever it was that was trying to defend him, whether it was Sean Livingston trying to defend him, um, he was just he, he was just put, he, he was just putting people to school. Kyle Lowry stepped up five for nine from the three point line, twenty three points. Danny Green six for ten from the three point line. And most of his daggers was basically in that third quarter where the Warriors usually have their, you know, they have their historic third quarter runs. But unfortunately, that didn't happen last night. Toronto kept it at bay. There were there were moments where the Warriors was trying to, you know, cut the deficit leads and shit like that. I believe the shortest deficit they got it to was probably six or seven points. But even at that time. Van Vliet would hit a big shot and the lead would go back up. You know what I'm saying? Kawhi Leonard, he's basically the MVP of this series right now. If Toronto was to go on and win this series, which they are two wins away from doing, he will be the MVP of this series. And I don't, I did, there's no if ands, or buts about it. You know what I'm saying? Kawhi is just doing, doing typical Kawhi shit. This was the 13th playoff game this year. Where he dropped thirteen, where he dropped thirty points, seven rebounds, six dimes, ten of eleven from the free throw line. Um, like I said, Marc Gasol did an amazing job. Van Van Vliet, like I said, every time the Warriors tried to make a comeback and cut the and cut the cut the deficit shorter, Van Vliet or da or, or Danny Green silenced the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Um. Got to give credit where it's due. Um, I don't think nobody is joking with Toronto now. I, I, I really think people are really taking them seriously. Just think about this. They was probably the best defensive team on paper throughout the whole playoffs. Just think about it. You got Kawhi Leonard, a two-time defensive player of the year. Mark Gasol was a defensive player of the year. Siakam is a, is 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 a good defender. Kyle Lowry, short for his height, he's a rough rider. He could play some defense. And then, of course, you know what I'm saying. I was just talking about Ibaka and what he did, you know, in his Thunder days. That got overlooked before these finals started because, again, everybody kept saying that this is going to be a cakewalk for the Warriors. This, that, the third. Unfortunately. They've got some players that are hurt. Injuries happen. It happens all the time. The old saying is, next man up. Next man up. And having said all of that, the way the Warriors played, Steph Curry was the only one that went out there and actually balled. That actually really, you know, took heed to Klay Thompson not being there. Steph played 43 minutes, 47 points, 8 rebounds, Seven assists. He shot six for six for fourteen 
from the tray. 13 for 14 from the three-point line. The only other teammate besides Steph that was close to even having 20 points was Draymond. He has 17 points. But here's the thing. You already know KD's not there. Now you know Clay's not there. Draymond, you got to get more than 17 points. You got to get more than 17 points. Now, yes, Steph was in his bag, rightfully so, because now that your splash brother is not there, it's going to be caught on you to lead this team to victory. But they didn't get no support from the bench. Nobody from the bench produced. Cook, Jeretico, McKinney, Bogut, none of these guys produced for the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, again, KD's not playing. Clay's not playing. Looney, he's out for the rest of the playoffs. The rest of the starters had 19 points. You know what I'm saying? Draymond had 17. Iguodala had 11. An acquired 11. And none of it was really effective. It didn't really spark anything. Again, Boogie had four. Sean Livingston had four. That's not going to cut it. You know what I'm saying? But I'll tell you this much. Last night, Steph Curry got a full glimpse of what LeBron James had to deal with last year when LeBron was in the playoffs. Now he knows how LeBron felt when he got to go out there and get close to 50 points because nobody else on your team is producing. Steph Curry got a full glimpse of that last night. But again, we take nothing away from Toronto. Just look at the stats, and that right there would tell you that they was deserving of this win. They shot 52% from the field. That's like in boxing. If you, like, take Mayweather, for example. Floyd Mayweather. Power shots. I'm not talking about regular punches. I'm talking about power shots. For anybody that watches boxing like that, Floyd Mayweather is one of the best as it goes to landing Power shots. About 50-something percent, he lands his power shots. If you, land that, if you land that percentage of power shots, you win the fight. The Raptors shot 52% from the field. The Warriors shot 40% from the field. The Raptors shot 45% from the three-point line and made 17 of them. The Warriors shot 33% from the three-point line. The Warriors shot... 83% from the free throw line. The Raptors shot 95%. Now again, like I said, the Warriors, they've had this they, they've had this thing where they've had their historic run in the third quarter. This was the first time that I could think of this postseason where they didn't have no third quarter historic run in them because the Raptors stole that from them and they won that 30 36 to 31. The Raptors starters, they combined for 105 points. Kawhi Leonard, Siakam, Danny Green, Kyle Lowry, Mark Gasol, they all combined for 105 points. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to do this every game. But the game that they should have did it for, which was the game where Klay Thompson wasn't playing, you already know KD not playing, and Steph has to do this by himself and carry the load from the scoring matter by himself. Yeah, this is the game that all five starters from the Raptors do some shit. And they all did. Every starter from the Raptors had more than 17 points or 
Yeah, had 17 points or more. You know what I'm saying? And aside from that, you know, there was a matter that took place in the game where Kyle Lowry had an incident with a fan. You know, he went for a loose ball, dived into the stance, and the guy just basically shoved Kyle Lowry. Now, mind you, what you shoving him for? First of all, he was nowhere near you, okay? There was Kyle Lowry, there was a female, then it was you. The female that was there was making sure Kyle Lowry was all right. Then there was another guy that Kyle Lowry was on that was tapping him to make sure he was okay. Why are you even putting your hands even close to Kyle Lowry? See, I don't know what it is with these fans that think, and, and I said this before in one of my other episodes, I don't understand why. What gives these people the right to do this shit to players? I truly don't get it. And I don't want to make it a race thing, but I'm going to call a spade a spade. When you see these incidents in these games, it's always a white fan that takes it upon themselves to put hands on these black players. These players would be wrong if they turn around and knock the shit out of you. See, Kyle Lowry, I mean, I know he's from Villanova, so maybe he's a Philly boy or something like that. But he held a, he, he held a lot of restraint in this. Do I agree with him with the whole, the guy should have a lifetime ban? No, I don't agree with that. But should this fan be able to come back for the rest of the series? No, he shouldn't. You should, you should be able, with your conduct right there, and putting, I don't care if it's a shove or even putting your fingers on a player. You don't touch the players. Sit your ass down and enjoy the fucking game. That's it. Everybody else can do it. Why can't you do it? You know what I'm saying? These people just feel that, oh, they pay all this money, you know, for these tickets. So they feel like they it's, it's, uh, it's, it's no limit to what they can do. Nah, it don't work that way. Because had this been a few years ago, I don't think this fan would have did this to Ron Artest. I don't think this fan would have did this to Steven Jackson. I take it a step further than that. Let's go back. Let's go back in that. I don't think this fan would have did it to Dennis Rodman or Rasheed Wallace. And the list goes on. You know what I'm saying? But that was probably the one hiccup from the basketball game. You know what I'm saying? But Cal Lari salutes to him. He did the right thing. He told the ref about it, yada, yada, yada. He could have made a fuss about it. You know what I'm saying? He could have truly made a fuss about it. Yo, get this fan out the game. We're not playing until this fan is escorted out. He could have did all of that. But he told the fan, he, he told the ref about it. Security came, got the fan out of there. You know what I'm saying? But let's look forward to game four. Game four will go down tomorrow, <clears throat> 9 o'clock on ABC and YouTube Live. You know what I'm saying? Um, the Warriors are in trouble. They are, they are in trouble. And for Warrior fans out there that think that they're not, um, shout out to my bro Larry, um, who's a true Warrior fan, I might add. Um, he's been saying for the longest that the Warriors were winning five. Obviously, that's not the case now. Um, obviously, he felt that, okay, Toronto won game one. He felt the Warriors would win four straight. Obviously, that's not going to happen now. 
But again, Klay Thompson is definitely looking like he's going to play game four. Now the question is, is Kevin Durant going to play? Is they going to bring him back? But again, even if Klay comes back, is he going to be able to produce on that engine hamstring? That's the question. You know what I'm saying? And it's good. Like it's it's. I'm 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 telling you this this. I'm I'm loving this series. By the way, I truly am. Again, I know people out there that dogged the series, dogged it. Oh, it's gonna be trash. Warriors is gonna win this in five. It's only gonna be Kawhi that's gonna do something. Nope. Everybody's producing on Toronto. Everybody. They're getting, they're getting support from the bench. The starting lineup is producing. Nick Nurse is ha- has had a hell of a game, has had a hell of a game plan. All three series, obviously he did something unusual with the boxing one shit, you know what I'm saying? But that's neither here nor there. But again, I'm enjoying this series, you know what I'm saying? I, I Again, I had the Warriors winning in six, so I have to stick with that. So having said that, I expect the Warriors to win game four. I truly feel like, you know, this is not the first time they was down 2-1 in the finals before. You know what I'm saying? In 2015, they was down 20. In 2015, they was down two games to one. And they wound up winning, you know, game four, five, and six when Steve Kerr made the change and put Iguodala in the starting lineup, you know, to, you know, Tending LeBron and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So this is not the first time that the Warriors is down 2-1 in the series. But this is the first time that two of their key stars are injured. One, I personally don't think is coming back. Again, I just think that they're showing gamesmanship here. They're just blowing smoke up Toronto's ass to keep them on their toes. I truly don't think Durant's coming back. Clay, what are we going to get from him? You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. Again, game four is tomorrow, 9 p.m. So, you know, this is a must win for Golden State. It's definitely a must win for Golden State because you definitely don't want game four to potentially be the last home game in Oracle. Because obviously next year they move to their next, they, they, they they move to their new arena. You know what I'm saying? This is their last game. Well, they definitely don't want this to be their last game. Potentially their last game in Oracle. Because obviously next year they're moving to the, to, 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 to their new arena. So emotions will run wild tomorrow night in that building. So having said all of that, I, I, I think the Warriors will find a way to win this game tomorrow. I think it's going to go 2-2 back to Toronto. But I could be wrong. I could be right. But again, I have the Warriors winning in six. So I'm hoping it goes in my favor. You know what I'm saying? But again, I'm enjoying the series so far. I'm quite sure everybody else is, especially those that can't stand the Golden State Warriors and want to see them lose. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing a lot of these so-called Raptor fans coming out the woodworks now. Like, it's one thing to like the Raptors, but don't be saying... Let's go Raptors. Because when 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 you when 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 fans say let's go and they say they team name, they're a fan of that team. 
ain't that many people out there that are true Toronto Raptors fans unless you're uh, unless you live in Canada. So for all these people that I know that that are rooting for Toronto, you probably only rooting for them because you want Golden State to lose. I have no problem with that. You know, listen, this is a team that's been to five straight finals and they're trying to win what is it? Four. They're trying to win four championships out of those five years. I can relate to that because I'm a Patriots fan. There's people out there that can't stand my Patriots. They hate us. They hate that we win all the time. So what will happen is, let's say they play, like, just for, just for instance, the Rams. Ain't that many people out there that are true Ram fans, unless you're from Los Angeles. But Super Bowl... You don't care who wins as long as it ain't us. So you're going to resort to going for the Rams. All that let's go Rams shit. You ain't no true Ram fan. Shut the fuck up. You just want to see us lose. But I dig it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, again, interesting series. I'm loving it so far. I got the Warriors winning this six. I really wouldn't be mad if it goes seven games. And if it does, I don't give a damn who wins. Um, I have no hat in the ring. I have no money. You know what I'm saying? On the line or anything like that. But Kawhi is my dude. I would love to see him win another ring. But, again, I've had the Warriors winning the championship before the season started. So I got to stick with that. You know what I'm saying? Again, game four goes down tomorrow um, at Oracle, 9 p.m., ABC. You know what I'm saying? And YouTube TV. Um, your boy going to take a quick break and pay some bills when your boy come back. We're going to speak on um, the next segment, which is about the netting that should take place in baseball. So this is your boy, Dre Day, from Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, and your boy will be back real soon. Holla at your boy. What up? What up? What up? Your boy is back. Um, this segment here, um, this, is a, this, is, this is a serious segment for me. This is a serious matter for me. Um... For people out there that have gone to baseball games, um, whether you're a casual baseball fan or a diehard baseball fan, um, me, I'm not a diehard baseball fan, but I am a diehard Yankees fan. Um, I represent my pinstripes to the fullest. Um, I've been fortunate enough to go to many baseball games in my lifetime. Plenty. Um... And one of the things that fans like to gravitate to is catching a baseball. Um, whether it's at batting practice, you you know you watch you know you know you do you know you watch the players before the game batting practice, and sometimes you'll get lucky and one of the baseball players will be on the field and they'll throw the baseball around with you while you're in the stands. Another thing is catching a foul ball. A lot of these, like, I, like, again, I've gone to plenty of baseball games where I've seen multiple kids come to the games with their baseball, gla- with their baseball gloves just waiting and hoping that a baseball will come their way and they can, you know, expose their talent of catching a foul ball. But the issue with that is what if it's a line what if, what if it's a line drive foul ball and 
just recently, another situation has taken place where an innocent fan was struck by a line drive at a baseball game. It happened last week, last Wednesday, during a Cubs-Astros game at Minute Maid Stadium in Texas. Um, Cubs player Albert Amora hit a line drive in the top of the fourth inning. Field level, going straight down the third baseline. And it hit a young fan. Obviously, it was an accident. The young girl got hit. You know what I'm saying? It's baseball. You know, the pitcher has no control of that ball going in the stands. The baseball player that hits the ball has no control of that foul ball going into the stands. So it wasn't on purpose. But as a baseball player, your emotions take over immediately after noticing that ball hitting that fan. And that's what happened with Albert Amora. He was so uncontrollable when he went to go check on the baseball fan. This young girl, security had to hug him because he was crying so much. He had teammates coming to him to hug him, to let him know it's not your fault. You know, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, He was interviewed immediately after the game. Got emotional. You know, he says he has two kids himself. And he wouldn't want them to be in a situation where they was at a baseball game and then, bam, a line drive winds up hitting them by mistake. You know what I'm saying? Um, This has been an issue for quite some time now. But I can honestly say since 2017 or maybe 2016, I think it's been five or, five or six times that it's been reported that a young fan was hit by a line drive foul ball. You know what I'm saying? I know one personally. September of 2017, I was at Yankee Stadium. And I witnessed a fan get hit with a baseball. Todd Frazier hit a line drive in the stands. Field level again. So, for those that don't know what field level is, that means you're close to the action. It's like front row seats. You know what I'm saying? You're like you're down below. You have access to the well, I'm not gonna say you have access to the field, but you're close enough to the field to the point where you could jump over the barricade, you could jump over and run on the field. That's how close you are on field level. So again, I went to this baseball game and I witnessed this fan get hit. I wasn't field level. I was in the second section. Because obviously, for, for people that listen to this podcast, if you've been to Yankee Stadium, there are four sections. You know what I'm saying? You got, you know what I'm saying? You got field level, which is in the 100s. Then you got your 200s. Then you got your 300s. And then you got your grandstand, which is 400. See, people get it confused where, oh, you're in the nosebleeds. Just because you're in the 400 section don't mean you're in the nosebleeds. Nosebleeds for me would be you all the way at the top. Like you're in the 400s, but your row seat is all the way in the back to the point where your back is touching, you know, the stadium. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But 
for this for this situation here, I was sitting in the two hundred section. I believe I was sitting in. I believe I was sitting in. If I can remember, I would say I was sitting. I would say about section two seventeen, two eighteen. Line drive, going to third, going towards third base, and you and all you heard was, and the game paused, and Todd Frazier he knew right off the rip what happened. You know, you had players turning their face, looking down in the dirt, because they didn't want to. They didn't want to grasp what had just happened. It hit the news, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? The start of last season, all 30 baseball teams expanded their protective netting. You know what I'm saying? To the far end of the team's dugout, and they did that to protect fans from getting hit with these line drives. You know what I'm saying? And this, again, this started in 2016, 2017. The commissioner, Rob Mayfred, said he does not expect teams to make changes to the protective netting around ballparks. I think it's time that they do start thinking about that. It's time now. Because it's too many incidents where now these fans are getting hit with these line drives. Now, again, I was one of those fans that said I would never sit up close. Never. First of all, I'm on a budget. I can't do it anyway because my budget won't allow me to get up close and personal tickets. Now, if there's anybody out there that can get free tickets and that are willing to give them to me, oh, yeah, I'm going to make them do what they do. But for the most part... Me, personally, I'm not sitting up close. I don't need to sit up close. I don't mind sitting in the 200 section. I don't mind sitting in the 300 section. I don't mind sitting in the 400 section. You want to know why? Because, again, as a diehard Yankee fan that I am, I know the structure of Yankee Stadium. You can see the whole field. It don't matter where you sit unless you're in the bleachers and, you know, you're like you're near something where it, it's like it stops you from seeing the action on the field. But for me personally, I don't mind sitting where I sit because I can see the whole field, all of it, with no problem. You know what I'm saying? But back to what I was saying. This commissioner is gonna have to really think hard about about this netting situation because again, there have been multiple times. Since 2017, I just said it, I believe it's about five, six times now, where a fan has been hit by a line drive. Now, again, I was one of those fans that said, if you sit down there, you got to pay attention. You got to pay attention. Like there, is no, like, there is no talking on your phone. There is no texting on your phone. None of that shit. If you, go to a, if you go to a baseball game and you're sitting that close, you have to pay attention to the game from the first inning to the ninth inning. You have to keep your eyes peeled to that field because you never know. You might get hit with a line drive, and how are you going to respond to it? But then the flip side to it is, what if you do pay attention? You get hit with a line drive. That line drive is coming to you about 100 miles an hour. Is your reflexes that good enough to where you'll be able to catch that line drive that's coming your way? 
Because because about a good 70, 80% of the time, you probably ain't got a glove. So you're going to catch it with your bare hands? You're going to dodge like, 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 like you're going to dodge the hit? I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? So... I just, I, I, I just truly think that the commission is going to really have to really, really, really think hard on this. Like, this is a serious matter here. I get it. For some of these fans, some of them wouldn't want it to come to that matter because they want to be able to catch a foul ball. They want to be able to catch a baseball. They want to be able to say, oh, I was at Yankee Stadium. I was able to catch a foul ball. Or I was, able, I was at Fenway Park or Wrigley Field or, you know what I'm saying, like one of these historic baseball ballparks. They could say, oh, I, I was able to catch a line drive or I was able to catch a foul ball. But see, here's the thing. This is happening at a, at a, at a crazy rate now where a fan is getting hit with a line drive baseball. This is what he also said. Look, I think it's important that we continue to focus on fan safety. If that means that the netting has to go beyond the dugouts, so be it. Each park is different. The reason I hesitate with beyond the dugout, I mean a lot of clubs are beyond the dugout already. But there is a balance here. We do have fans that are vocal about the fact that they don't want to sit behind nets. I think we have to struck the balance in favor of fan safety so far. And I think we will continue to do that going forward. See, my problem with that quote is this. Let's say, Commissioner, I don't know how old you are. Let's say your niece was at a ball game. Let's say a... A sister was at a ball game. A grandchild was at a ball game. Let's say they get hit with a line drive. Would you would, 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 would you have this same report? Would you have this same speech that you having right now? I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't want it to get to the point where a patient... I'm about to say patient. I'm thinking about work here. I don't want it to get to the point where you have a fan get hit by a line drive and fatally lose their life off of getting hit with a line drive that they come to this realization that it's time to put nets all over the field. That's what I don't want to happen. But from this quote right here from the commissioner, it seems like that's what he's waiting for. He's waiting for a line drive to hit one of these fans and instead of them being concussed and being rushed to the hospital and then later on down the line we find out the patient, the patient, the fan was okay, we find out that that, patient, that, that fan was pronounced dead. I think that's what he's waiting on. Um, Japan. For for people that watch baseball, obviously a lot of a lot of these baseball players come from Japan. There have been times where the Major League Baseball have taken two teams to Japan to play in probably one or two games. Um, I know earlier this season, I believe they did it with um, Oakland and Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. 
You know, they started their season in Japan. And if you watched, Japan had netting all around the field. You know what I'm saying? Hockey, they got glass all over the court, the ice, the ice rink. So the puck doesn't go inside the crowd. Now, does it happen sometimes where it's, it gets over there? Yeah, sometimes, but not very often because of the glass and the height of the glass. Baseball needs to really consider doing this netting thing for Major League Baseball. They truly need to. Now, let's say they don't do that. What happens now? Do fans buy cheaper seats? Do they want to sit up top more so it reduces the it reduces the chances of you getting hit with a baseball? Do you pay attention to the game more? But again, you can pay attention all you want. You can pay attention all you can pay attention all you can pay attention all you want and it still won't stop the fact of you getting rocked with a line drive. It just won't. You know what I'm saying? But this is this this is a serious matter in baseball. And this is something that they really 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 need to think on. It's not the most popular sport right now, contrary to what people think. There's people out there now that really can't stand baseball. You know what I'm saying? They figure they think the game is boring. It's too slow. Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? If you really don't want to lose your fans, as far as losing them, as far as coming to games, you may want to do this netting thing. Because you want, you just said in this quote, you want to protect your fans, right? That's, that, that's, that's, that's high priority on your list. You want to focus on fan safety. Well, if you want to focus on that safety, I think it's time that you expand that netting. He also said it's very difficult given how the clubs have done, how far the clubs have done, have gone with the netting to make changes during this year because they are structurally, they are structural issues. But because safety is so important, I'm sure that conversation will begin and continue until the offseason. Well, the season, we're now in June. Season started in April. That's two months. You still got July. You still got August. You still got September. You still got October. That's plenty of time that y'all need to keep bringing this topic up. And then when the season is over, when you have your winter meetings... I think that should be high on the list as well. This netting thing, it's a serious matter. It's a serious matter. The one thing I don't want is for them to wake up and smell the coffee and say, all right, now it's time to put netting up because a fan got hit by a line drive and they died. That's the one thing I don't want to happen. As a, as a baseball fan, no, I don't want that to happen. So, again, this is a serious matter and this is something that needs to be you know, taken care of right away, right away. You know what I'm saying? It's happening. It's 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 it's, it's happening at a high rate. You know what I'm saying? Um, since 2000, since 2017, like I said, I believe it's been four or five episodes where a fan, a young fan, has been hit by a line drive. So something's got to give. Commissioner Manfred, you got a lot to think about right now. A lot to think about right now. 
Um, but you know what I'm saying? It's a wrap for this episode. Um again, I I just did two segments this episode. Um didn't really, you know, want to have a guest for this one, but I will have a guest again soon. You know what I'm saying? There's a there's a bunch of my people that I know that uh that are dying to get on here. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm just just toying with ideas right now on you know, what content to put together so I could work on these episodes. But this episode here, I just want to make it short and sweet. You know what I'm saying? So, again, thank you all for, you know, your continued support and listening to the podcast, um, sharing it on social media, um, tagging me, you know, on social media and things like that. I can't thank y'all enough. Um, again... This is um This has been another episode with Sports Ray with Dre Day Podcast. Um you can check your boy out. You can check out the episodes. I put them on all my social media pages. On Facebook, it's Dre Day, D-R-A-Y, Space D-A-Y. Um Instagram, uh, the link is in my bio, Dre Day1985. Or you can check my podcast Instagram, which is Sports Ray with Dre Day Podcast. And uh, on Twitter, it's Dre Day 1985. Um, the podcast is streaming on Apple Music. I mean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, you can also download that Anchor app to your mobile phone. Hit the search button, Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast, and the content will be there for you. You know what I'm saying? Um but before I go, before I wrap up, you know what I'm saying? I want to give a shout out to other podcasts, you know, other podcasting platforms that I've been able to have convos with, you know, over the past few weeks. You know, other um, black podcasters that I've, you know, encountered the last couple of weeks. So I want to give a shout out to them. Um, obviously, I got to give a shout out to my man, Guru. You know what I'm saying? My man Guru, the mouth of the South, up in um Tampa. So 813 stand up. You know what I'm saying? Uh I want to give a shout out to Better Than You Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to give a shout out to them. Amazing content. You know what I'm saying? Amazing content. Um, the four horsemen, shout out to Alex, Brian, Joe, and Ant. Um, waiting for y'all next episode. You know what I mean? Um I also, you know what I'm saying, want to give a shout out to Speak Up, Speak Up Podcast, you know what I'm saying, shout out to um, Renisa in LA, you know what I'm saying, LA Stand Up, um, and your partner, um, I know that y'all, it's a, it's a two female group, it's, it's, it's a two female band, you know what I'm saying, it's a duel, um, Female outcast, I could say. You know what I'm saying? I don't know which one of y'all is uh, big boy in three stacks, but salute to y'all. You know what I'm saying? We got to support the ladies. You know what I mean? And uh, last but not and last but not least, I want to give a shout out to um, the Gourmet Gobber podcast as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, one of her episodes, she had shouted me out. So it was only right that I returned the favor on my next episode, which will be this one. And uh, again, thank you all for the support. Thank you all for the love. Keep keep um supporting. 
Um, I'm close to that number 50. You know what I'm saying? I'm close, I, I'm, I'm close to that 50th episode. I'm brainstorming right now. I'm trying to figure out what special thing I want to do for that episode. But as soon as I, as soon as I figure it out, social media, you'll know about it. You know what I mean? So again, until next time, this has been another episode with Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. And uh, um, y'all have a blessed day. God bless. And uh, peace and love. Your boy is out of here.